Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from John chapter 19. We're going to start in verse 16 and go to verse 30. And this is a fairly heavy moment. Uh, This is the crucifixion of Jesus. And so let's reflect and read this together. Verse 16. Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus away, carrying the cross by himself. He went to the place called Place of the Skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they nailed him to the cross. Two others were crucified with him, one on either side, with Jesus between them. And Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, so that many people could read it. Then the leading priests objected and said to Pilate, Change it from the king of the Jews to he said I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate replied, No, what I have written, I have written. And when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them. They also took his robe, but it was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's throw dice for it. This fulfilled the scripture that said, they divided my garments among themselves and threw dice for my clothing. So that is what they did. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, Dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, Here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. And when Jesus had tasted it, he said, It is finished. And then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. There's a lot of different things going on there that are just captivating. Uh, Just how other-focused Jesus is. Throughout the whole story in the book of John, you just see Jesus constantly looking out for others, doing in allowing his life to be interrupted by others. And here he is on the cross looking after his mother, uh, recognizing um, the needs around him, uh, and so uh, recognizing that this was a part of his mission, wanting to be faithful to the end. Uh, but as I read this story, I can't help but think of the words of a song. And uh, it's a song that says, Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? You see, crucifixion was a common and horrific method of torturing people to death. It was especially utilized for those who had revolutionary ideas of killing Romans, rejecting the emperor, and taking back their own country. No doubt Jesus saw crucified people along the roads as he grew up. He must have seen them as a young boy, as a young man. And I wonder, did he know then, did he know that such a horrific death would be a part of his destiny? 
Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? In John chapter 12, less than a week before this very moment on the cross, we hear Jesus speak about his death. In John 12, 32 and 33, he told his followers, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. And he said this to indicate how he was going to die. And now, less than a week later, these words have become a reality. Jesus had been nailed to a cross and raised up off the ground. It is in this agonizing moment of Jesus being raised up to die on a cross that he would draw all people to himself. And this doesn't feel right. I mean, Jesus' death on the cross was designed to make it look shameful and be a sign of failure and weakness. A dead Messiah was a failed Messiah, and yet Jesus' self-sacrificial, self-giving love revealed in his death has made a way for every single one of us to belong to God's family. Even the death of Jesus was a moment in which all people heard the truth of who he truly was, even through the sarcastic sneer of Rome. When Jesus died, the Roman officials, uh, Pilate, let everyone know who was boss by mockingly posting a notice above Jesus' head. It said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. It was written in three main languages. So literate people from all over the world who were in Jerusalem for that Passover could read this notice above Jesus' head. And as Jesus was raised up, all people were drawn to him. All people heard the truth. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And although the Romans in Pilate didn't believe that statement and, and didn't mean uh, to, to say it as an act of truth, it meant to sting, although the religious leaders were offended by the suggestion of it and tried to have it changed, the truth of who Jesus was went out to those looking. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Yes, that's true but he also desires to be your king and he desires to be my king. And we are invited to life with him thanks to what he endured on that cross because of his love. As he was lifted up, we're drawn to him. Through the book of John, we've seen sign after sign, miracle after miracle, drawing our attention to who Jesus is so that we might believe and follow. And along the way, He said, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. There's more work to do. But now, at the end of our passage today, with Jesus hanging on the cross, Jesus says, it is finished. What beautiful words. It is finished. Jesus, the Son of God, faithfully completed all that his Father God had sent him to do. It is finished. The way has been made for you and for me to experience life with him. There's nothing we can do to make it happen. It's all what has been done already. It is finished. And so today, as you reflect on Jesus' death on the cross, do you sense God drawing you to King Jesus? Are you aware of the great love of God for you? not just for the whole world, but for you. Amazing love. How can it be that you, my king, would die for me? And so today, let's just embrace 
that love and say yes to his great gift, the gift of himself. Let's pray for those of us uh, who might yet have a relationship with Jesus and say, maybe, maybe this is the moment today where I say yes to you, Jesus. I see that you have died for me, what you have gone through for me, not just for the whole world, but for me as well. And maybe today's a day to also pray for those in our lives who have not yet known that relationship with Jesus. And so would you join me in prayer? Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, King of our heart, King of the universe, we love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that the work you set out to do, you finished faithfully and you made the way for us to know you, to be forgiven of sin, to enter into relationship with you, to become our king so that we can follow you now and into eternity. God, we pray that today, for those today who'd say, I want to know you. I recognize your love for me, amazing love for me today. For those of us who'd say, I need your relationship. I need you, Jesus. Today, we just pray, God, come into our life. Forgive us of our sin. We say yes to you. We surrender to you. We choose to die to our life, to, to set aside our own agenda, to set aside our own leadership and to say, we're gonna follow you. We're choosing to follow you. We say yes to you. Thank you for what you've done for us. Give us new life. And for those in our lives that we love, that we want more than anything to experience a relationship with you, God, would you draw them to yourself? Jesus, you promised as you were lifted up, you'd draw all people to yourself. God, would you draw our friends, our family members, our, our students, our, our uh, neighbors, our coworkers, people in our lives who are not yet in a relationship with you, would you draw them to yourself? God, would you give us a heart for people who are not yet in a relationship with you? Expand our heart. And God, would you draw them to yourself and may they be able to say yes to you. We love you, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for what you've done. We are in awe and we are amazed and we say thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.